The Big Light presents Hello, I'm Sean McDonald. You're listening to Pleathered, and my guests are Emma O'Neill and Finlay Anderson. Emma owns a CBD product company and Finlay is a spa director for the IHG hotel chain, which includes the Kimpton Blyswood Square Hotel. We discuss the physical and mental benefits of CBD products. Are they a myth or do they really impact you in a positive way? We chat about the new biophilic suite in the Blytheswood Hotel and the need for connection to nature, especially in lockdown. And we examine just how important rest and recuperation is for your mental well-being. This episode is brought to you by Don't Fret About Debt. If you're struggling with debt and you want a free chat with an impartial advisor, visit don'tfretaboutdebt.net or listen to my episode with Tommy Gallagher where we discuss the stigma surrounding debt in society and the various options that you have to deal with it. Free advice is also available from the Money Advice Service. If you enjoy this episode, feel free to share it because it's a great help. Cheers. First time I've ever had two guests. I'm delighted, Emma. Thanks very much for joining and Finlay as well. How are we both? I'll, I'll let you fight over who's going to answer first here. Ladies first, I'm a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, good. It's been a quick week. Yeah, I, I mean, how... When was the last time you were able to say that? It's been a quick week. It's just felt like a Tuesday or a Sunday for like the last, just continuously for the last year. Finley, how are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Uh, so, I mean, as I've explained the sort of in the intro to, to you listening, we're going to be talking about CBD, um, but we're going to be talking about the importance of rest and, and recuperation in, in terms of um, the preservation or improvement of your, of your mental state. Emma, I suppose the first question I want to ask you, I mean, the CBD thing, if you can, I mean, talk me through it as a concept before I ask you about it as being involved in, in a business. I mean, what, let's just say, and I am a complete novice with, with little to no understanding other than mm-hmm. the basic research and the limited experience I had the other night, which we'll talk about. I mean, talk me through that. How is How did it come into your life or your sphere? And yeah, and I suppose I'll just, pepper questions at you for there if you don't mind mm-hmm. well I've been involved in CBD for a number of years now so like I suppose to answer the business question and not this question is mm-hmm. quite difficult because actually I was introduced to, to it as a kind of business concept right, okay. by looking at other markets in the world so looking at Canada looking at America and really it piqued my interest from a business perspective and then I really started to look into it from a well-being perspective and then it was at that point I thought oh my goodness this is actually incredible and it was about almost looking at the taboos of its source plant which mm-hmm. is obviously can- cannabis and then trying to understand that and how we have this kind of biological affinity to it as human beings mm-hmm. and then the well-being perspective that comes from that and and I had to do a lot of you know self-learning self-teaching about you know what it really was and then I started taking it um, and I, but I started taking it again like on this business journey and um, and it was incredible and then yeah as I say it's been four and a half years and kind of we are where we are at it now So it's like the two sort of things were intrinsically linked for you you're saying there is a business possibility but also this stuff is kind of the real deal I mean, my sort of understanding or experience of it 
is you know I've never smoked it in my life uh, like smoked cannabis or hash or wh- whatever the kids call it like <laughs> these days um and but I was aware that you know the the sort of source do I call it what do you call it material not yeah, material yeah like, plant matter yeah, yeah yeah plant matter that th- there was sort of fundamentally beneficial for you if you were to take it in the right way and stuff but I just always thought nah that's, that's kind of not really for me I'm interested in what you say about the taboo I think I spoke to um, I spoke to a drugs reform campaigner in something like now 36 of 50 states in America who I think would probably probably be the world leaders in terms of policy making for that something like 36 out of 50 had decriminalised it and realising you know it's it's not this, this sort of evil thing and there are a lot of health benefits Um have did did you have to were you studying what was going on in America and I suppose Portugal as well was another world leader? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's really important to clearly define like the differences between you know cannabis and CBD and how those all kind of excuse the term but cross pollinate because you know what we're talking about from CBD if that's you know what the questions around is that you know CBD is classed as a food supplement. Mm-hmm. You know you've got medicinal marijuana and you've got you know medical grade CBD as well, which is FDA approved, and they're all actually very very different things. Mm-hmm. They're all class differently and they're all consumed culturally very differently so um, like I, I didn't get into CBD through smoking weed I, like or smoking joints it's, it's even even although I understand the full potential of cannabis from a from a therapeutic point of view I still don't smoke it it's mm-hmm. it, it, for us it was about stripping back the taboo and all of the kind of controversial elements and keeping it away from the kind of drug paraphernalia as such yeah. and looking at it as a, as a molecule because it is, it's actually a molecule and that's where I suppose the interest for me really started to peak was that, you know, if you look at the science of it, you know, yet it's grown in, it's grown in a crop and but it's actually how you extract and how you get a yield of these mm-hmm. molecules actually out of the plant and then what they do in mm-hmm. the body. But um, from from the perspective of looking at the market, so we're looking at actually the Canadian stock market and all these kind of bulletins kept coming up about, you know, CBD companies and CBD extraction labs and plants. And and so it was very much from that perspective and, you know, looking at you know, whether the gap in the market in the UK. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was still taboo at the time. And what I mean by that is that when people are saying, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I was speaking to about, I very much had to explain the full story. Do they just think you're like punting tenor bits of hash and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it was interesting because like the more you started to speak about it and it was like, do you do you know what CBD is? Yeah. So it was very much like an open-ended question for me to, for they to say, no, well, this is what it is. It comes from the cannabis plant or industrial hemp. And, and it's an interesting play on hemp versus cannabis as well because a lot of people have came across hemp in the last, you know, X amount of decades, you know, all these hemp materials and all these hemp fibres and textiles and, you know, even just hemp products. I mean, God, hemp body products and cosmetics have been about forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But people intrinsically didn't link the two from hemp and cannabis being, you know, again, such a drug source. So it's about almost kind of breaking down the taboos with, you know, the science and for us to understand, you know. And once you actually look at it, it's undeniable. And the the controversy, it actually answers its own question and it falls away by the wayside. Yeah, because there is that, there is a social taboo. People just hear it and go, cannabis, drugs, illegal um finally I'll, I'll come to you do you take do you ever take any of the the cbd products do you use them yeah for uh for someone that works in the spa industry i'm absolutely terrible at uh, skincare routines and things <laughs> but yeah cbd tincture i do take yeah um it was one of those things that 
I sort of knew about and then it started creeping in when you're going in athletes instagrams things like that they're yeah, all talking yeah. about cbd and recovery mm-hmm. um so it started to come on my horizon that way um and then emma so we we met and suddenly it was something that, that i learned about and by that point the the taboos were being cro- crossed and wada had um okayed it and things yeah. so there was a little bit of when you start talking about oh i'd like to bring in this sort of product and do this and it's like, oh what's that and they start reading about it so yeah let's take a wee, a wee bit more of a forensic look at that so I have explained who you are and what your job entails um, in a nutshell in the intro but if you want to explain to the people listening just what it is that you do and then I have a couple of questions about that because it is quite an unlikely partnership on you know on the surface yeah so I'm a, the area spa director for IHG Hotels Um Previously was the, the spa director just at Blycewood and hence the reason we sort of hmm. met with the, the Glasgow Connection. And it was, uh, was really busy, but maybe we'd slipped away from being at the forefront hmm. of the, the sort of spa and the, and the beauty industry and CBD was a, a, an interesting sort of innovative mm-hmm. product um, that Emma was bringing. And, you know, for me as well, there's a little bit of the further north you come up the UK, potentially the less male um, guests that you have into a spa. I would say I'm a, a major <laughs> exception to that. <laughs> it, it's getting it's getting more and more even, but um, and CBD is a way that I don't know for for a Glasgow ad, it's a bit more acceptable if. The, the the massage of the facial involves weed in some way, shape, aye, or form. Aye, it's so. like, I well, I mean, I was getting my, you know, I had my facial done, but there was hash involved. So. Exactly. Uh, it's no, it's no gay man. <laughs> but it's like, it's kind of like when they market, um, like I think I saw, it's like marketing water at guys, but it's like crush your thirst. You know? <laughs> they always have to. It's like, are you that fragile in like your identity? Come on, man. Well, I mean. I may as well talk about it. So I had um, the CBD oil massage on Monday and I get given two drops under my... So I'm like, oh, no way, I've never, I've never taken hash before. <laughs> stop calling it I know, I know, I keep, I know I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> but I know I keep bagging that drum, but that was kind of how I felt because I'm like, I'm crossing a wee bit of a line here and I can never come back for it. But I took the two drops um, and the girl explained there's no THC so you're not, you're not going to be like seeing flying pink elephants or anything like that just take that and then use the oils and obviously you're you're relaxed when you come out of a massage as it is especially in a place like that because it's just the entire experience like being in the thermal spa and then just how how brilliant it is but what I found then for the rest of the day is that I was so, and and I'll ask you, Emma, in, in a second, if you don't mind, to kind of explain the physical benefits or the physical sort of manifestation of what would happen from taking it. But what I found, my experience is that, like, so my brain is always, actually, I'll read this one out, right? So I, I got a screenshot or something, but my brain is always going 100 miles an hour. And it's always like, what about this? What about that? And here's a thing. So here's like a text exchange. And I thought this was funny. And this is someone, te- their anxiety is texting them. And it says, so the anxiety texts the person saying, aren't you worried? And you text back, about what? And the anxiety says, I don't know. 
And then you say, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> and that's kind of like what my brain can be like. It's always like, what if this happens? Or what if this goes wrong? How come this isn't taking place? And my mind is always kind of somewhere else and I'm always fighting quite successfully most of the time to be like, no, that's not actually taking place. That's in the future and it's not here or that's in the past and it's gone. Just stay here. But what I found is for the rest of the day, I was very much present and I wasn't, I don't know, I just didn't feel on edge. And I'm not saying like I'm maybe it's probably something to do with drinking like six coffees a day, like but I'm always kinda like, oh, just a bit anxious. I just felt really relaxed and calm. How Emma, how would you describe or define the sort of physical benefits just in a in a nutshell of of using these products? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um so C B D is a cannabinoid that comes from the cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. Um and C B D or cannabinoids act on a an internal balancing mechanism within the body, if you will, called the endocannabinoid system. So these cannabinoids act on these CB receptors, so CB1 and CB2 receptors, and the cannabinoids and the CB receptors make up the system. But this system is responsible for regulating a whole series of regulations within the body. And to put that in a nutshell, that essentially is mood, sleep, appetite, inflammation, pain, fertility and memory. Hmm. So these are the types of benefits that you can see by taking CBD um, because you're essentially stimulating these series of cannabinoid receptors. And so when you consume CBD in the form of CBD oil that's been extracted from the hemp plant, that's called a phytocannabinoid, phyto meaning from the plant. But your body actually produces cannabinoids as well. They're called endocannabinoids, so endo meaning within. So you produce these endocannabinoids yourself. And what CBD does is it works with these receptors to stop the breakdown of mm-hmm. those endocannabinoids as well. So it keeps them in your body for longer. Yeah. And one of these endocannabinoids is called the bliss molecule. So if you're taking CBD and it's stopping that bliss molecule being broken down in a nutshell that's exactly what you were feeling okay so that so I wasn't just imagining it because I was going is it like a I was going is it a placebo effect am I just relaxed because I've had you know because I've had um, this massage but I just was like everything's all right (laughs) that was just kind of (laughs) how I felt and I'm interested in you saying that the body already produces it um, so you, it literally is, as you mentioned earlier, it's, it's supplementary. It's like it's adding to something that you already have, or maybe don't have enough of. I, I, I mean, the next day I was like, right, how can I get a pint of that stuff and just <laughs> like just drink it all? Because I feel like I feel absolutely magic. Um, sorry, total pause there because I was reading something. I'm not going to pretend that I. Uh, that anything happened there it was literally just me reading and my brain is too stupid to do two things at once from uh, finally sorry to, to to focus constantly on Emma here but I'm, I've just you have, won't mind you know, <laughs> I just have a, I, I do have another question in terms of just being being a woman in business yeah. I'm quite interested in that um, how how is that because it's quite a, although the beauty industry on the surface I feel like is a very female dominated sort of business mm-hmm. um, segment I suppose the higher up you get, it seems to be mainly men. How is that, you know, fighting for your place? Yeah, it's an interesting question and it's actually something um, I think about quite a lot um, because, ironically, I've always worked with men Mm -hmm. in my career. I've worked with men a lot more than I've worked with women uh, at the risk of alienating half your podcast audience. I'll actually really like working with men. Um, I find 
that there's a no BS kind of mentality. And I, I just, I, I really enjoy that mm. kind of scenario. Um, so it was interesting to me that actually when I moved into the CBD industry, I was actually still dealing with a lot of men. Because um, before we moved into like the spa industry, for example, um, our retail foothold is in pharmacies. So I was mm-hmm. dealing with pharmacies. So and it was all of these had a lot of male owners and a lot of male COOs have still dealt with males. And then I've actually came into the spa industry, which is predominantly about nurturing and quite female-led, but still kind of dealt with Finlay and, mm-hmm. you know, and another kind of former spa director who owns another really lovely spa brand. So but again, it's still been actually quite male-orientated. Um, but to answer your question, being a, a female businesswoman, I hate the word entrepreneur, don't like it. Really? Okay. No, I, I can't stand it, actually. Did I say that word? Yeah, I think so, don't Fuck. know. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, 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 it's, and it's a personal thing. I just, I, I would never describe myself as that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but the, for me... Um, yeah, I suppose you just have to be true to yourself. And I've got quite a lot of feminine energy as a as a as a woman, mm-hmm. but I feel as if I need to have a lot of masculine energy in my work to kind of get stuff done. Um, do you yeah. feel that? Do you feel that you have to actively switch that on in order to? Oops, sorry. Do you feel that you have to actively switch on that masculine energy? Uh, you know, to get work done, or does that just naturally come out in you? No, it just naturally comes out. I, I think, I think that's what I've really, really enjoyed about kind of moving to work into some of this kind of spa environments is mm-hmm. that I can actually find this greater balance of you know tapping into kind of both. Yeah, I think that's. I think most people have that. Or I don't know. I can only speak for myself, but the the whole masculine feminine thing just kind of go with each other. Like I like watching UFC and going out with my pals and being a guy, but also like going to Blythewood and getting a massage and a facial and all that. <laughs> and I think it, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, have you always, you ha- I mean, I'm asking you this knowing that you have, but for the benefit of people who don't, have you always been sort of that business minded? Is it something, is that just how you've always seen yourself? Like, I don't know, getting involved in different things? Yeah, um, I, I suppose... I suppose that I've, I've worked for myself for quite a long time. Like mm-hmm. before, I had the CBD company. I had an art company, um, so I've always I've always done that. I've always been used to kind of building things, kind of from the ground up and making something out of nothing. And even when um, I've you know, I've had my company for a while, it was always about you know trying to explore the market and create something new. And you know, and that was the thing actually about the CBD um, industry and moving it into the cosmetics and cosmetology is that, you know, for us to instill a level of kind of um, trust within that industry and therefore with consumers that we're going to consume into that industry, um, I wanted to kind of get third-party endorsements. So we created the world's first SIBTAC endorsed accreditations in CBD massage and CBD facial. Mm-hmm. So we essentially wrote, the journals on them and um, so it, there's been things like that kind of throughout I suppose my career if you want to call that that we've done kind of within the CBD and the art industry and um, yeah. and a lot of it's been educational led though um, whether it be training other people or mm-hmm. researching so it's been it's been a real learning curve and I think I enjoy that more than actually a lot of the other parts Yeah, you mentioned uh, some of the beauty treatments Finley, if if um some real hard man, some solid guy. He's not. He's not. He's not feminine at all. But he wanted to get a massage or, or ended up with the products. How how would you advise the best way of going about that? And where would you suggest that they go? I would suggest the Blizzard. Yeah, I think if you want um, a good CBD infused treatment, you know we are one of the only ones um, that are doing that, and I've moved into to that market, and certainly with a company that's that's doing it the right way and mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
backed up uh, as LRV is. Um, but yeah, you know, come to the Boyswoods, you get some lovely thermal experience, the saunas, oh, so good, steam rooms. The saunas are back open on Monday, I aren't know. they? I, I missed it. I missed it by a week. I was like, ah, oh, can I complain? But I, I know, like, to you listening, I know this might sound like a very sort of cynical, pre rehearsed regurgitated rhetoric that is just an advertorial for the Blyswood but honestly I, I, I can only share my experience I went for the massage and I was fortunate enough to be to be invited along and I felt physically great but I just felt so calm I just didn't feel anxious I'm not saying like I'm I have anxiety but there is just always a wee oh what about this wee worker why have I not done why am I not at this milestone yet all these constant thoughts that never shut up in my head just totally off and I was just sitting I went up to my favourite place Tinderbox Princey Square and I'm like I don't have a care in the world like I just I feel absolutely brilliant and I genuinely will like I'm going to get a hold of some of the drops and let's just see even if it's every few days a couple of wee drops and as you're saying Emma that it does naturally balance or provides this bliss molecule or whatever it is and I, I just felt absolutely brilliant another way of something I want to talk about Kind of unrelated, but it will tie back into what we are here to discuss and the experience I had in um, La Chambre Vert. Being in nature and in lockdown. So there's been a lot of conversation about how the only thing you could do, like the only thing I did every day was go for a stupid little coffee, a stupid little walk, and the same stupid little path. And at the time, I, it kind of annoyed me because I'm like, this is all I can do. But on reflection... It was amazing. Like I felt really relaxed. I felt really calm. I think there is a there is like a primal instinctive need to be in nature. I don't think like humans cities haven't always been around. You know, it's a kind of relatively new construct in in relation to human existence. And I think that we've all benefited from doing these wee things. Some people go for walks. Some go cycling. People are climbing hills or these kind of things. What kind of things were you doing, Finlay, during lockdown? Um, I worked a lot of lockdowns, so, um, but when I wasn't, again, walking, um, we did the whole got a puppy thing. So oh, did you? What kind of, of dog? Uh, we border collie. Oh, Super yeah. smart, he's great. They're so. actually like cleverer than your average human it's oh, mental isn't it he's <laughs> way better behaved than my kids oh, really? that anyway but uh, did that lots of walks with him you know yeah. did lots in the garden lots of those sorts of things but you're totally right I mean there's a reason why humans as such are attracted to beautiful views beautiful nature yeah. same ways we're attracted to um, babies, that sort of thing, because mm-hmm. it's all about evolution. It's all about you and your survival and ways that you can survive and be better. Yeah. So that natural attraction to nature is is a thing. It's not just one of those. Is that right or not? It's definitely Aye. backed up. Like I always look at like sunsets and stuff, and I'm like, there is nothing. This is going to sound like talk about being feminine. There's never. I always like and go. There is nothing that can make me feel the way this sunset's making me feel right now. Like no amount of money, no amount of stuff. I'm like, oh, there's. I feel like there's nothing that a human could create that could either match or exceed like a sunset when you're up in a plane for example you're like wow this is incredible and either it's just something totally inbuilt what was it for you Emma were you doing any sort of mad 
lockdown physical activity? <laughs> well, I've, I've got two young kids, so there's a lot of physical activity <laughs> running about after a two and a four year old at the time. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, walk, I worked a lot of lockdown as well because because of the full pharmacy thing, yeah. they stayed open because they stayed open. So very much working from home. Um, and at the time, I kind of lived in a kind of semi-rural area, so it's back to that, like, you go that walk, like, through a field during the day when you can and mm-hmm. stop by on to the spa to get a cost out of the machine. <laughs> well, and then wash everything down. Um, but the... So I remember putting on, knowing garages, you can take rubber gloves. <laughs> I was putting on rubber gloves or the plastic gloves and then touching the cost of the machine because I was scared I was going to catch COVID and die. Like That was how, how scary it was, wasn't it? In the early days when you didn't know, sorry to interrupt that. No, 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 I tell you're totally right because it's like after you touch the cost machine, it's like, don't touch the children, don't touch them. <laughs> so I know, I know. And then going home and as I say, like stripping off at the door and jumping in for a, like a 190 degree shower right. like, to kill, kill mm-hmm. everything. But, um, but no, for me, so I think... Um, that the kind of the most apt thing that I did during lockdown one was I cleared one of my rooms in my house, um, and took all the furniture out of it, um, and I filled it full of plants. All right, literally, mm-hmm. um, and that became my space. Yeah, um, and because I was working and had the kids, and because they're so young as well, like I was getting up in the morning before them, and you know, and I'd just go and spend that hour in the plant room, mm-hmm. essentially. And um, mother half used to kill herself laughing at me, she's called the crazy plant lady. But, <laughs> um, but now it's this, you have this absolute innate, you know, bond to that. Um, and because the Scottish weather, you can't always just go and sit in your garden for yeah, an hour aye. and do some nice experiences. So I used to go in there and do a bit of kind of meditation and journaling and really collect my thoughts for what was going to happen kind of later on that day. Because mm-hmm. with having young kids and running a business and there's a, a pandemic going on, it's, you know, I felt as if I had to prepare myself and that was where I truly connected with myself and yeah. essentially my environment. Totally know what you mean by that, connecting yourself. Like I was, cycling was my main thing. Like, I cycled so much. I actually just was thinking on the way here about the cycling and who I was talking to. I interviewed um, a guy, Eamon Dean, amazing guy, and he was born in Saudi Arabia, um, and he joined Al-Qaeda, and he was working as a bomb maker, and he eventually defected to MI6, and he was an undercover spy. That's just another plug for that interview, if you want to go and listen to it. But before I interviewed him, he's like, oh, what have you been up to? And I was like, oh, mate, I've just been cycling, like, non-stop. And he's like, how far have you gone? And I was like, it was funny you ask. I said, because I just kind of calculated, because what I had my Fitbit and I would track every cycle, I added them all up and then I put in a distance calculator and it just came up saying, you, your distance is like f- going from Glasgow to The Hague. And he's like, oh, he said, oh, you better watch, you don't end up on, on trial. I was like, mate, if anybody's ending up in trial at The Hague, it's not going to, out of us two, it's not going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I was just constantly cycling and looking back, the th- places I loved most was, there's a place called Bowden Boo, which is in Erskine, and it's like a sort of nature reserve, and it's like a wee beach and all that, it's nuts. And uh, there's like a trail you can sort of walk and cycle around, and the other one was the Kelvin Walkway. And yeah, looking, it's incredible doing it my kids. Ah, it's yeah. amazing, isn't it? If you've never done the Kelvin Walkway, I honestly strongly suggest that you do, because it's just amazing. And you're just like, I can't even believe, I would then look at my maps and be like, no way, like, I can't believe this is where I am, like I never even knew this was here. And I've found that the places I was most drawn to were the places with loads of trees and loads of plants. And I think there was something about not being able to see any, I suppose, modern civilization is the term I'm looking for, and just feeling completely abstract and extracted from it and like 
there's no cars and all there is is trees and the air feels really fresh and crisp and I absolutely loved it so I suppose that's probably the best path into me asking about the, the new suite at the Blyswood I suppose it's, so it's La Chambre Vert I mean talk me through where that idea came from I mean I think I have a, a, an idea and then also how do you then pitch that to to a, ho- a luxury hotel chain like here come we'll put hundreds of plants in your room because that's just, it's essentially what it is isn't it <laughs> yeah. I know because when you when you said like it's such an unusual concept I was kind of like is it is it that unusual but that's just because I've lived and breathed it for so long like quite literally I mean in a nutshell <laughs> we'll, 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 we will dissect this and it is not but at first I'm like it's like fucking weird man like that was my first yeah. thoughts I thought that's not that's strange I don't think it is I think it's amazing now but yeah talk me through that yeah good um, no but I suppose like uh, when it came to the, the CBD industry for example like and you actually start to discover as I've mentioned this kind of biological connection that you have obviously with responding to plant molecules mm-hmm. so um, so I think like before I go into the kind of initial story like before you pitch to the, to the hotel you need to make sure that there's sound signs always involved in everything yeah. don't do anything just for the novelty but for me it did actually start off as a bit of just a kind of novelty at the time of I'm going to start spending a bit more money on plants and mm-hmm. bringing them into my house and then I started to reap the benefits of it you know I have certain ones next to my bed which you know harvest oxygen and night time and everything like that and then uh, yeah and the plant room then started in my room uh, in my house so I was spending more and more time in it and I was reading more and more about it and um, I noticed that my mood was altering it was changing my heart rate was slowing and I was able to actually find a lot more of the kind of benefits that I needed out of that hour of the day Um, and really when you kind of strip Strip it back. Um, CBD obviously is a, a, a plant molecule that interacts with the body and on these endocannabinoid receptors. And um, there's a lot of molecules that are in plants that do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So if you even if you look at the cannabis plant and you kind of deconstruct that, essentially you've got things that are called cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids, and they they would donate fragrances and smells and everything like that stuff that come from the plants and a lot of these molecules they're absorbed through the skin and through the nose into the lungs and you know and they do have all these health benefits attached to them as well so it started off with a personal experience and then I started to actually tap into a lot of the more scientific journals that mm-hmm. were based because 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 of where my kind of job's taken me I'm always looking and well what is the reason for that why are we responding this way where's the evidence where's the backing of this how can I then talk and educate other people on it if there is sound science there so that's really where the whole Sean Brevere kind of thing came about and at the time linking it back from a, to a business perspective the spas were getting ready to kind of open back up but it was it was skeleton staff they were looking for ways to maximise revenues but mm-hmm. obviously with a, a limited staff force so I actually thought well I'm having such an amazing time in this plant room myself. There's nobody else here with me. This is almost like a therapeutic treatment in itself. So that show pitched to the hotel was a a 2am email about unmanned or unwomanned treatments that would involve a set Mm. of CBD rituals put in, but it would be a spa treatment. Well, I suppose. I mean, I can share my experience of it then. So I was fortunate enough to to come to the Blyswood Hotel. I stayed in a normal suite in the first night, and 
Obviously, I felt fully, completely relaxed. I, I mean, probably also going to take a moment to mention if you've never been to Bowen Birdie um, for something to eat, yeah, fix it. Like it's absolutely incredible. You, you'll not get a better meal anywhere, better service, better surroundings. But all these things. So I've been for food. You know, I'm in the hotel. Even when I got in the hotel room, I had a note, a welcome note, written in Catalan, which I was like, no way. So I had to go and find Xavier, If you're listening. Um, what a legend so all these things but anyway I'm feeling great I'm feeling very re- relaxed but then the next day I go into the obviously La Chambre Verde the room and it's just it's mental like when you first walk in there's plants everywhere like I'll just be honest it's nuts you're like bloody hell man there is it's just full of plants but it's so cool and you've got the music playing there's a especially curated playlist there's bird song and you're like straight away like wow you're really taken aback but then you kind of settle into it and so you part of the experience isn't you have the cocktails with the cbd drops so already i've had the massage that day i'm already feeling great and um i i just had the the cocktails and and was just lying back in this room and just felt once the novelty and the passes and stuff have, have been really taken aback with all these plants you're like this is this is incredible i, just, I don't know i just felt really relaxed the the air felt really crisp and clean like cleaner than i don't know like sharp does that make sense did you do you kind of experience that with the with how the air feels yeah absolutely like so um we've when we started looking more and more into biophilia as this kind of project started to go on because um this kind of 2 a.m email to, to finlay <laughs> happened in lockdown one so yeah. it's actually quite a long time ago so like over the course of that we started working with well, I started working with molecular biologists and actually mm. trying to understand, you know, why this happens. So when we tap more into biophilia, um, it really, one of the main benefits that obviously comes from the plants is cleaning the air. And that mm-hmm. was obviously the big NASA project that happened. They did, they basically said that these lists of 10 plants were the easiest way and most beneficial way to clean the air in space. Wow. Um, so we actually took all the journals and studies out of that even NASA journal, for example, mm-hmm. and said, right, okay, well, these are going to go into the room because we know they're going to clean the air in the best way. So there is a very, there is an actual NASA-backed science to it. It's not just that it's like, pure like plants and I think they might relax me. There is actually something to it. That's how I felt during the night, like when I was asleep as well. I don't know, there was something really... I can't explain it just really calming about knowing I'm surrounded by by all these plants and I had two reactions some people were like people that love plants were going this is my idea this is amazing this is brilliant I love it and the other people were going oh my god that's my worst nightmare and I'm going but that's your worst nightmare because you've just never experienced it and it's not for you I don't have any plants in the house but the, the next day I was like right I'm going to Ikea and spending 200 quid <laughs> in plants and I'm just putting them everywhere. Yeah, def- I think like a 20 year old would me be like, oh, is there beasties in that room? Because so people many said plants. that to me, and I was like, no, that's not. Like, <laughs> that's not, it's not, it's it's not it works. The, It's not just like a naturally occurring forest, like it's been carefully curated and placed there. Um, but what I was going to say as well is with Swai, part of the experience in La Chambre Vert is you have the bath experience. You put the I've never used a bath bomb before, by the way. Oh, I didn't you actually. Know? Always, what I was like, what, how buy lush for the last? I know, d- but I, years? well, I see, I buy them, I buy, buy them for my mum, like, but. It's, do you not think they're a bit much? Well, <laughs> like, they're so fragrant, aren't they? No, I mean, sorry, I mean the people in, that work in Lush. Oh, it's right, like, okay. <laughs> see now, like, that it's been COVID, I think. It's like, gonna you just socially distance from me, man. I'm in for my bath bomb. Like, wrap it up. Let me just get out of here. No, I don't want a loyalty card. Like, it just give me five yards, gonna. Um No, but it's the first time I'd ever used a bath bomb. And uh, 
then you put the oils in and you get in the bath and I like a bath especially after the gym and all that kind of thing but I was sitting in it going it's just a bath isn't it <laughs> that's what I thought I'm like just another bath it's just a bit funny colour because of this bath bomb then I've never had such a good sleep in my life never had I didn't I didn't even move my legs felt dead heavy in a good way you know that way where I'm just like a log I didn't flinch I, I didn't I usually wake up during the night probably to do with the fact that I'm like sitting looking at my phone at two in the morning going I wonder why I can't switch off <laughs> um, I, I, you know although I was on my phone actually at like two in the morning because I had to send Katie a message but that's by the by I had a great sleep and uh, I just felt totally rested and totally calm the next day wake up had coffee in bed plants are surrounding me and I just felt absolutely amazing so I feel like everything that you've intended to do or everything that I was predicted would happen to me kind of took place and I feel, I don't know if you'd agree with this, even if it, you know, it doesn't matter if it's, it's probably not what you want here, but it doesn't have to be in this suite in the Blyswood for you to get that rest. You can, you can do that anywhere and to, to be rested and, you know, whether it's having a bath without the CBD stuff or whether it's like we're saying, okay, so you're not sleeping in a room full of plants, but go for a walk in like a forest and stuff and that will I don't know, regulate you and it'll bring you back to your naturally occurring state because there's so many like different stimuli, whether it's being on your phone or whether it's watching stuff or whether it's emails at two in the morning trying to pitch like a sort of business idea. I mean, how important do you think, because I've got my opinions and I'll share them, how important do you think general rest and recuperation is in relation to your happiness and, you know, the regulation of your mental state? Well, can I ask you that, Finlay, first? Yeah, I think, you know, everyone needs a way to relax. And there's a million different ways to relax, whether you relax via the gym, via music, that yeah. sort of thing. But you've got your sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And some of the ways we relax, relax us, but stimulate the nervous system too much. So yeah. it's finding other ways that do it. And again, that this sort of whole biophilia pitch and relaxation, Emma did came to me when I was, you know, quite like a bit of power lift and that sort of thing. And again, looking at these absolute redneck meatheads, the monster trucks, and <laughs> yeah. a ton of protein type thing. And then their their Sunday is time in nature, meditate in the garden. And that's part of their training yeah. because they believe that it down-regulates them. It helps them recover, helps them get back to another session. Um so all sort of came from me being a bit sceptical and, mm -hmm. you know, saying to the other girls in the spa, well, Emma's just zoomed in from our, our plant room. It's <laughs> all about <laughs> type thing to yeah. actually going, hmm, maybe there is yeah. there is something in it. Um, and, you know, Boycewood is designed to relax in yeah. every way that we can find, whether it's a bit of sound therapy that we're doing with uh, Brian D'Souza, um, an open ear, whether it's the sauna steam rooms, whether it's mm -hmm. the, the the ambience of the journey and whether it's the actual the treatments that the, yeah. the girls are providing is all just designed to leave you in that sort of relaxed, blissed state. And then if we can combine that with CBD, biophilia, you know, that complete experience just, just to get you back down because everything's 100 miles an hour, everything's up regulation, everything's, uh, you know, your phone going 24-7, your emails, your Facebook notifications, so something just to wipe that clean and like you say, take you back to that base level yeah, of where you should be. Totally agree. There's always so many things that are stimulating you. You're always plugged in, you're always switched on. Yeah. And you don't, it's, it used to be like, um, I don't know how many years ago we talk now, 
2009, you'd be like, oh, I'll just log into the internet and log into Bebo. <laughs> and you would control when you were seeing things. But now your phone pings and you're constantly sort of switched on. I mean, the same sort of question for you, Emma. How, how, what are your thoughts in, in general about whether it's tiredness or overstimulation? Like, does that, mm-hmm. does that ever impact you? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, definitely. I would say it's one of the biggest struggles that I've I've got. Yeah, um, me too. Is feeling exhausted, um, and sometimes I like. I, sometimes I think I shouldn't share too much how exhausted I am, because mm-hmm. um, but the truth is, is that I'm. I've got two young children and trying to run a business, and it's 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 hard going. Um, but I think the world is a really stressful place to live yeah. and everything's about max productivity you know the least downtime as possible and the whole kind of overworking has been glorified to a certain extent oh, totally. as well um, and I think I've fallen victim to that sometimes as well where I'm just like oh yeah just I just had a great event now onto the back shift yeah. planned for the next one and it's um, but I think you're just programmed now to to be that way and it's now it's about tapping out and um and I think even like coming onto the the podcast there like I was like how do you turn how do you turn an iPhone off because I can't remember the last <laughs> time I turned my phone off yeah. um but um yeah it's been a learning process um as my life's got busier but I, I know all too well that if you don't if you don't fix it and nip it in the bud just mm-hmm. how destructive it can be the uh the, the thing you're saying about the sort of glorification of hyper productivity I th- I think that stems from, oh, I don't know, you know, like whatever you see you see in social media, and this is kind of it's a bit of a cliched, predictable example, but I think it is the most relevant. Whatever you see in social media, you see, you scroll down, you see, oh, that person's doing this, this person's doing that, and what you do is you sort of amalgamate and put the, the, all those things as if it's one person when in re- reality it, it's it's a mix of 10 different people and you think well, I need to be doing all the things that they're doing whether it's having stuff or being or working or being on a holiday you're, well you can't exactly be in Paris and London at the same time but you see people doing that and you're like, oh, like I should be doing something as well and it's that whole sort of highlights really. I don't think there is anything I mean from from a a personal drive perspective I think there's something admirable about somebody who's constantly get up and go but I actually don't think there is anything particularly admirable about just not looking after yourself or constantly looking to be on the go because it's like what are you doing you're just you're diminishing the quality of your own life and, and you're I don't know you're working yourself into the ground possibly an early grave like life really is um, too short for that <laughs> like because it could be over before you know it um, I think as well the the uh, about the the thing about tiredness I was going to say like if I and, and that's the kind of overriding message I want to get obviously I always say I'm no expert I can only share my own personal experience but I find that if I'm too tired in general life isn't as happy like my happiness is diminished like uh the best example I could give is so if I'm coming from Barcelona and I have to get like a 6am flight and it'd be the airport for like half three the chances are I'm not sleeping so if it's like Christmas and the days running up to it, I'm like a kid who's been eating Smarties and drinking Red Bull and, and Santa's gave my personal phone call. I'm just like the happiest guy ever. But the minute I land, because I've not slept, so I say I've only missed like a night's sleep, I'm like, Christmas is a lot of shite, in it? <laughs> I'm like, nothing could make me happy. And I'm like, 
Am I depressed? And like, no, you you just need to go for a sleep like a toddler. Like, and you're just tired. I, and it, that impacts me a lot more. Like, I'm aware of, I'm more sensitive to that. But in the wider sphere, I think if you don't rest, if you don't sort of recuperate, if you don't unplug your brain, and if you're constantly tuned into what people are doing, or you're constantly thinking about what do I need to be doing, where do I need to go, you, the general quality of your life and mood and mental state and happiness is just going to be impacted so much. And I think that totally circles back to what we've spoken about, you know, taking time out to do a bit of exercise, go for a wee walk, uh, turn your phone off. Try. I know it's hard, but avoiding your social media and taking time out to, to rest. I, I really would recommend the... Um, CBD bath to anybody I absolutely loved it um, and the sleep I had and then over the coming days I just felt I had more energy I, you know I had more mental energy is probably the main thing to to do stuff tasks didn't really seem that daunting and uh, I it was it was absolutely terrific um, is there any things that I've not picked up on that you kind of wanted to discuss either of you about the CBD or, or the benefits of it or if anybody wanted to buy any of your products or, or look more into Taylor Hoover, where would you direct them to? The Blyswood. <laughs> Just to the Blyswood? No, but Can we... Can you um, buy products Yeah, buy products in the, in the Blyswood, yeah. Right. So we've um, we've trained all the staff um, to a really high accredited level yeah. so so that they, they know what they're talking about. You can buy all Because when I got the, the massage, I was so. like, how do you know this? Like, <laughs> you seem to really... I mean, there's knowing your stuff and then there's knowing your stuff. Like, that was kind of, I thought, how do you know so much? Like, you're a mad expert as well. So they've just been trained. They've been trained to a really high level and that's actually really important because, you know, you have to speak about CBD in a very very particular way from a professional perspective yeah. because um, you, you cannot make medical claims about CBD. Yeah. It's, it's completely, you know, it's governed by the MHRA that, you know, they will actually, from a company perspective, if you're not being cli- um, compliant to not make medical claims, they will essentially contact you. So um, you are under constant regulations yeah. from that perspective. So, and that's, that's another way kind of to see if, you know, a company is acting with integrity or not, mm-hmm. if they're making medical claims or not. So when we train the staff, it's all about, you know, the endocannabinoid system and how it biologically works and that's why they could tell you exactly what that massage yeah. was going to do for you if if you were going to consume it in the right way because when I was being given the drops I was like mm, like am I going to come out of here like whistling Bob Marley and all that and like <laughs> did that was I, that was the obviously I'm being facetious to make the point but that I was kind of like oh, what is that actually going to do am I going to be pure spaced out or anything I just felt really chilled and really happy blissful which is the, the word that you used yeah it? definitely and, and the thing is is that it's the THC that's you know that's the psycho psychotropic yeah. you know molecule that comes out of it that's essentially what gets you high mm-hmm. so that we have 0% THC so you're not going to going to be tripping as such so we're sorry to announce they don't have the good stuff in it but <laughs> I'm, that's a joke by the way for in case anybody starts reporting me I'm, I'm kidding on um, no, I, I I loved the experience. Um, staying in the room, I, I I felt totally relaxed. I felt just uh, very happy. I felt really chilled. Um, I don't think you'll get a better hotel in the Blaiswood either. So I think when you when you combine those two things, it was just a, a, an unbelievable experience. And uh, finally, you back me up on the the spa as well. If any if any men like men 
Uh, well, manly men should be sorry um, it's, a, it's a masculine spa as well yeah it's a very masculine spa you walk in like fist bump each other and all that it's like happening mate <laughs> and you get no in all seriousness um, it was great but I mean the overriding message I would hope people would take from this is um, I just look after yourself and remember to relax and you don't always have to be going 100 miles an hour like just because if there's a day where you're not you're making mega strides forward doesn't mean you're not making mega strides forward you measure these things over long periods of time don't you as opposed to hourly or, or by the day so relax man go and have a coffee book a massage and get yourself into La Chambre Verre a CBD <laughs> bath and a night in La Chambre Verre and life will be good basically in combination with a lot of other things that you have to do to take care of your life uh, Finley Emma thanks very much for Thank you. for coming and indulging my um, ignorant questions and stuff and, and chatting about us I really enjoyed it no thanks for having us yep pleasure um, I'll as always I know this is such a wanky statement but any notes or, um, or sorry relevant links will be in the notes if you want to have a wee look and to find out more and I suppose that's all for today uh, thanks very much again as always for listening especially if you made it to this point and we'll see you again for another episode of Blethered soon cheers Leathered was written, recorded and produced by Sean McDonald in association with The Big Light. Music and post-production by Brian McAlpine and for more information, go to thebiglight.com. If you like this podcast, please check out all our other series including Talk Media, You Could Start a Fight in an Empty House, Talking Derry Girls, Brave Your Day, The Tartan Noir Show, Double Scotch, Great Scott, Trust Me I'm a Leader, Unearthed, A Sonic Hug and Old School. All on the Big Light, Scotland's podcast network. From the Big Light Studio.